2: That would make six in a row for the Phoenix Suns. A Black Friday afternoon affair in Memphis. The Suns go and do what they should do against one of the most injured teams, one of the most uh, uninspiring teams in the NBA. Memphis Grizzlies entered this game 3-11 and and 0-6 on their home floor. They lose. They're now 3-12. and they're 0-7. So, Matthew, here we are, Black Friday. Phoenix Suns have to go to Memphis. Uh, knowing that this is their last in-season tournament group play game. And they do what not only they're supposed to do, but they also get that massive point differential that is needed to potentially allow them to be a wild card team in the Eastern season tournament, which occurs on December 7th in Las Vegas. This was like a win-win-win, almost.
3: It was. And, uh, you know, keeping those guys in at the last couple minutes it made sense this time because before it's like why are they in for so long right we already got the win the victory but this makes sense to pile on the points and I think the Memphis Grizzlies understood that too right even with Booker launching that like game ending three from full core even that it wouldn't have counted but that's not like any hard feelings is it because it's just part of the in season tournament thing now right
2: no it's clear that the Suns are obviously fighting for that and the way that they approach the final minute of the game knowing that they were already up by a substantial amount they were up by 18 points but devin booker banks in a three they play trap defense with 11 seconds left and up 21 points you can't get frustrated at that because you know that outside of this game there's something a little bit more important so here we are on the 24th of november and it's acceptable for that kind of basketball behavior and i like that maybe i do like the in-season tournament oh you do I do. I just you, never like the floor. You do
3: for sure, right? I mean the the competition the beginning of the season has never been this way ever, and it's like we keep complaining about the Suns need to blow these teams out. Of course they blow them out tonight, but the competition is just it's fierce to begin the season. And no matter who the Suns play, I feel like there's just always something on the line, whether in season tournament or just playing the Phoenix Suns and wanting to beat this team who were favored to win a championship earlier in the season. But just the competition all around the NBA is just it's at an all time high right now, and I love it. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, and it's only going to get better because now, because of this victory for the Phoenix Suns and the manner in which they did, now basketball over the next you know, couple days gets really interesting. Obviously, the Suns are done with their group play games, but other teams are not done with their group play games. And what that's going to equate to is us watching with bated breath as we watch Minnesota versus Sacramento and Denver and Sac- and, and New Orleans and Golden State we're going to be watching these teams that haven't necessarily won group play, but are fighting for that wild card spot. So we will be watching to see if Sacramento can increase the point differential If Denver, who I think is kind of our primary uh, objector, if you will. Now there's two wild card teams, but we're watching these teams now it's making other basketball more exciting because we have an opportunity to go into the season season tournament at the end of the day. Does it mean anything? Probably not, but it does make, November, end of November, beginning of December, basketball matter. Mission accomplished.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, they they had an experiment. They threw it out there to see if it would take. And so far it's taken. I haven't seen really one bad take on it where someone's like, oh, this is the reason why we shouldn't have the instances in the tournament. The only thing is maybe the courts might change next year to where it's not as vibrant. There is a little bit of slippage on the court. I feel like
2: yeah, some players are kind of
3: complaining. No injuries yet. I think a player stepped through the court last night and twisted his ankle or something. I don't, there's like a hole in the court. I don't know what that was. Um, but other than that though, I think it's been a, a good little experiment from, uh, Adam silver.
2: Well, and hopefully the experiment doesn't end here for the Phoenix Suns. but yes, it is a 21 point victory, which means that biscuits in the bear. Who's one of our lead Ooh. jamsters in the chat has donated $21 to the sun's jam session. Podcast says Booker cooking that 40 burger with a chef's kiss. So thank you ever so much, Biscuits and the Baron. Thank you to everybody who's joining us, whether you're watching live or later, or if you're listening at a later time. We truly appreciate you taking a little time out of your day to hang out with the Suns Jam Session podcast. Just a reminder of a couple things that if you'd like to purchase any just super-duper fly, Matthew, it's not just fly. It's super-duper fly. Threads. From PhoenixFits.net. That's f e n i X F I T S.net. Use promo code SUNSJAM10 and you'll get 10% off of your order. And of course, Brightside Night is coming. If you'd like to donate, that's all we're asking is just donations and buying things. Uh, if you would like to donate to Brightside Night, $15 cents, a child to a Sons game. We all remember our very first NBA game. This is an opportunity to send somebody to theirs. Simply visit suns.com backslash bright side for an opportunity to donate there's different tiers of donations and if you donate enough you can end up uh hanging out with a q a session we still don't know who we're going to be q and a in but you can hang out for a q a session before the game and attend the game as well so make sure you do all those fun things here on your black friday we all know that you're out there just spending money left and right just spend a little bit on the suns and uh, send some kids to uh to a game and send, spend a little on yourself by going to phoenixfits.net so time to crack open a beer you know after all of the drinking that you and i i mean we've just been drinking non since thanksgiving began i figured we'd just continue it with this uh delicious uh uh amber's a big dog ipa so i'm gonna pop this open <laughs> oh man let's uh let's talk about six in a row for the phoenix suns 110 to 89 victory for the Phoenix Suns over the Memphis Grizzlies, winning six in a row. Which brings me to my first question.
0: Oi, Maddie, Mate, I've got to ask.
2: Do I gotta ask. Kevin Durant.
0: Uh oh.
3: No, I'm good. It was expected, I feel like. It's more like, let's just rest them. Load management in a way, but the way he walks back after timeouts in the fourth quarter, especially last game where he's just is so fucking exhausted. You can see it. He can barely make it back to the bench. That's what it looks like, that he can barely make it back to the bench. I would say take the night off. Right, this is a Memphis team that we can definitely beat with Booker. I don't think it's anything serious, honestly. That's just from my feelings, right? But from my feelings, wrong. Yeah, just that's a feel I get from it, right? We're not doctors here, right? That's what everyone says on podcasts. (laughs) We're not doctors. Well, doctors don't know fucking anything either, right? They're like scientists, always proven wrong. So until you prove me wrong, I'll always stand corrected. That no reason. There's no reason at all that you would actually have to worry Listen, about I'm not a
2: doctor injury. here, but I'll tell you what I think about Bradley Beal and his herniated disc, because I got one, and it fucking sucks. Okay, I'm not meant to be a doctor. Is that what he has? That's what they're talking about. It's a bulging disc or something in his back, uh, and everybody's okay. like, well, the rebound's really quick. It's like, yeah, I-, I get it. He's a professional athlete, but it also just hurts like fucking hell, uh, especially if it's sciatic nerves, and that's kind of what it sounds like it's happening with him. But again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just somebody who experiences it day in and day out. Now, with Kevin Durant, I agree with you. I think that this isn't an moment. Uh, You have to tell the league that there is something. Well, he was evaluated, is what Frank Vogel said prior to the game. And his foot is sore. You have to say that because you can't go, well, we're just letting him rest. We're playing one of the shittiest teams in the NBA tonight. He's been carrying this fucking team for 15 games. So we're just going to let him sit on the bench. You can't say that anymore because there's going to be like fines and whatnot. Uh, So I think that it becomes, uh oh, if we go into New York, which is our next game on Sunday, And they sit him then because New York is a better team, and it is the bright lights of Madison Square Garden. But tonight against Memphis, no worries in having Kevin Durant sit out, and the team goes and wins. This might be one of their highest point. I haven't looked at the stats. This might be one of their highest point differentials this entire year, right? They they win by twenty one points, which puts them at a plus thirty four in the point differential in the NBA in season tournament. But they're led by the man, the myth. The Big Dick. Big Dick Booker. We've been talking about it in recent podcasts, how Devin Booker just hasn't really looked right since returning from his injury, although he's shooting uh, higher than he ever has before, and the team was on a five-game winning streak. But you throw a nine-for-20 performance in there, people start to get worried a little bit. But with Kevin Durant sidelined, the efficient Kevin Durant sideline. Devin Booker plays only 33 minutes, scores 40 points tonight, is a plus 28, is three of four from beyond the arc and seven of nine from the field, but is 15 of 21 overall. Only four assists, but he has four steals, five turnovers, one block, five rebounds for Devin Booker. What an amazing performance by Devin Booker tonight. When the team needs him to step up with Kevin Durant out and obviously Bradley Beal out, it is Devin Booker who comes out and gives us one of his classic efficient performances. When the Grizzlies are on a little 14 to two run, boom, Booker comes back in, does the KD just silence them with a quick mid range jump shot, jumping over three defenders to do so. And all is right in the world. Matthew BDB headband book looking good.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mentioned before last few podcasts, he looks different, maybe playing like on a peg leg or just trying to adjust to an injury. That's what it kind of looked like to me, but then after last, I didn't even mention this in the last pod where the post game uh press conference he talked about, I am playing different minutes. Someone actually asked about, you know, the spreading out of the minutes in the first quarter because he's so used to playing the full first quarter, yeah. And you know, he's kind of like, uh, yeah, like kind of one of those shrugs, like, yeah, it kind of sucks right now, just kind of you know, that's the vibe you kind of get from it, but he's not going to say that he's adjusting to his new minutes that he's playing, he doesn't know if this is going to be a thing really to continue all season long right now, it's just because Beal's out now Kevin Durant's out, but he still plays those kind of separated minutes in the first quarter. So that's like the difference. I feel like, I feel like he's kind of adjusting to that. Cause I always go back to where Chris Paul talked about, you know, the minutes you come in, if you start, come off the bench, whatever you're playing the first quarter, it's always an adjustment if it keeps changing throughout the season. So mm-hmm. that might be it, right? Cause he looked like in the fourth quarter, like first quarter book where he just caught fire, couldn't miss anything, but his jump shot looks so sweet. There's a little bit of a, Difference between before earlier in the season, but after his injury, where he kind of just seems like he can't get to his spot as quickly. But tonight it just looked totally different. Him taking Jaron Jackson Jr. off the dribble yes. on that one play, you just knew exactly he was gonna get his spot, and he definitely did shooting over the long arms of Jaron Jackson Jr., who I feel like isn't just as good as I thought he would be. Uh, he's kind of fallen off this year. I think that whole team just kind of fallen off, but you even against a former defensive player of the year. And Jaron Jackson Jr. That's super impressive for Booker. He looked like his old self again tonight. I feel like not just because of the 40 points, but just in the fourth quarter, he came through when I kind of thought he maybe he would fall off a little bit. Yeah. I think that obviously
2: his legs are a little bit more under him. They're becoming more under him every day after being out for seven games with injury. But I also think that this is the role that he is used to playing. He's used to being the guy all, at all times, not having to rely on being a facilitator. He'll always get his assists in the past out of pure uh, just game flow, if you will, where the opposition is going to throw a double at him. And so what does he do? He, he, you know, he'll dish it out. But he doesn't have Kevin Durant out there pulling gravity. He doesn't have Bradley Beal, who he's never played with uh, out there either. So he's like, I can just execute the way that I'm normally used to execute executing. And I'm going to get to my spots. Uh, and you're right. He did look a lot quicker getting to his spots. Part of that could be the fact that he is feeling better. But the other part of that is the Memphis Grizzlies suck, and we have to accept that. Uh, They suck for multiple reasons, and the primary reason is the majority of their guys are out. There's no Brandon Clark. There's no John Morant. There's no Steven Adams. Uh, The list goes on and on and on. Desmond Bain is banged up. I mean, their entire team is just in shambles right now. So when you play a team that has that level of talent or lack thereof, you should have the ability to execute, and execute he did. And that's where you have to give them props. And that's where, for the first time this season, outside of maybe the majority of the Portland game, I felt like we played above the level of our competition instead of down to it. There's been instances where that happens. And even in this game, that did happen. It was was bookended by quality quarters by the players not named Devin Booker. When Devin Booker sat out for his minutes in the first quarter, they were only a minus two. Then the the middle part of the game, you know, they ended, they ended up going to a minus eleven in uh, non-booker minutes, and you felt it. But in that last quarter, they ended up, you know, being uh, just fine. When he sat down for that that mid part of the quarter of the uh, the fourth quarter, and part of that is because they have a guy who who, who really stepped up in this game, in my opinion, and that's Jordan Goodwin. Oh,
1: oh. Where's my girl?
2: Jordan Jordan Goodwin played 20 minutes. That was it in this game. But he was 6 of 8 from the field. He had 14 points. He had 5 rebounds. He had 2 assists and a steal. He was really, especially in that 4th quarter, that X factor that allowed the Suns to maintain and grow their lead that last time that Devin Booker was on the bench. They increased their lead by a total of four points with Booker on the bench. And when he came in, he threw out the knockout blows that ultimately put the Memphis Grizzlies away and the Suns in a position to be considered for the wild card in the in-season tournament.
3: Yeah, Jordan Goodwin's had the opportunity a lot this season in the beginning, bringing the ball up, trying to be like the other point guard in a way. Um, It hasn't really worked out, but I think just him consistently getting those minutes where you couldn't really rely on him too much offensively, but defensively it's always there. I just think that kind of built up to tonight where he had the opportunity to really showcase what he had and how he can help Booker along with everybody else who did a really fantastic job off the bench. But Goodwin was he was key, man. And I think it's just the buildup. It's kind of like, you know, how little gets those little minutes and he kind of builds up to what he is now. Yeah, that is now getting minutes because of the injury to um to uh, Eubanks. True Eubanks um, yeah. Yep. That guy. And Goodwin's he's been there all season long, right? He's been there, but he hasn't been anything crazy. The beginning of the year, we try to look for like a nickname with him and akogi. And you know, it hasn't really been that the one two punch we thought it would be. But Goodwin, at times, it's like he's playing up to the level we thought he could, but also at a level where you kind of question a minutes and if he should take a minutes, right? Tonight, I feel like they both played really well. Um, But of course, Goodwin offensively just filled in that role that the Suns needed with Kevin Durant being out tonight.
2: Well, that's what a bench player does. A bench player is not going to give you constant, consistent production every time they come off the bench, because if they did, they'd be one of two things. They'd be a starter or they'd be a six man of the year candidate. So you're going to get peaks and valleys relative to performance for your bench players. And as you mentioned, Jordan Goodwin has had some ups, more downs than I feel ups, but he's but. The key with with Jordan Goodwin is his floor is a solid floor as a player. It's sustainable. He's not making bad decisions. He's not. He's providing good defense. His ceiling is when he pro- can provide that good defense like he does tonight, but also can provide some offensive performance and not settling for the three-point shot. He was only one of three in the past. He's been shooting a lot more threes. He, he attacked the cylinder in this game, and I thought that that was important to put pressure on the interior of the Memphis Grizzlies won that again, much akin to the the rest of their team is just decimated right now. So you have to you have to do that. Uh I don't know if he'd be in a position to take anybody's minutes because he's been getting minutes as well. You know, thus far this season, you know, through what is this? Is this 16
3: games now, Matthew? Yeah, this was game sixteen. Yeah.
2: God, they're starting to we're
3: already a quarter of st- the way through almost. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy how fast it goes.
2: That's what I'm saying. It goes, it goes by quick. But Jordan Goodwin, up to this point in the season, entering this game, had played in all 15 games, and he's been playing 15.3 minutes a game. You know, he's somebody who is definitely going to stay in the rotation because of the defensive acumen that he possesses. He entered shooting 34% from the field, or I'm sorry, from three-point land and 32% overall, so he's not a score. So this is a plus game for him. You have to enjoy these, but don't expect these consistently. Uh, But again, yeah, like Metal Mike says, he's a good he you know, good chemistry uh right now and then jordan goodwin brings that good chemistry for the suns. Here's here's something that I I, I just don't get. So help me through this. All right. Mm-hmm. So one Jason L in the chat. Why Vogel only play one center? Because they only got one center, Jason L. Drew Eubanks is hurt. Yusuf Nurkic, Chemezi Metu.
3: Metsu's a little bit of a center. He's your stretch center that's not really a center at all. Um he's your small ball five center. <laughs> and like Kevin
2: Durant was out too because he could be a small ball five center. But that's that's the why, but it's more of this comment. Grizzlies not even good team. Suns bench, be, bench continues struggle. Metu Josh Kogi did nothing on offense. The Suns line up only one center straight up, not beating the Lakers.
3: Hmm. Oh, <laughs> Lakers! What, oh, in the in season tournament, if we if we make it, we have to play them because we be wild card. Uh, I don't know how it works,
2: uh, <laughs> um, but this is so Grizzlies not a good team. Sun's bench continued to struggle. Metu, Josh Koga did nothing on offense. We just won by fucking twenty-one points. Like, is everybody supposed to? Is everyone supposed to go for twenty points every night? Like, everyone who steps on the court's like twenty points, and we shoot eighty-five percent from the field. Lower your expectations, bro. That's all I'm saying. I see it yeah, well, like that all year long, it just drives me nuts. It's like anytime, like no one can ever be happy. Like we just won by twenty-one points. On a six, <laughs> we're on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, and, and like Josh Akogi didn't play well enough tonight. And neither did Chimetzi Metu. Oh man, we
3: saw well, Akogi. I never look offensively. I thought Akogi had a good game today because he had two or three Akogi plays. That's all you want from him. All right, he's fun.
2: He was second highest on the team with a plus twenty-two. Yeah, he was two and nine from the field, one of four from downtown, at five points. But he had seven rebounds, three assists, one steal. Yeah. You know, if, if you're relying on Josh Akogi to be your offensive uh, force. Like, watch another team because it's not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm sorry. It's all right. I forgive you. Okay. As long as I am forgiven, I feel a little bit better. From Indiana University, number 23, Eric Gordon. That's a drop I definitely want to change. That was one I made, like, over the summer, and I just, like, I don't know. I got to come up with something better for Eric Gordon. Uh, From an offensive standpoint – we talked about Jordan Goodwin. We talked, obviously, about Devin Booker and his 40 points. But 20 points from Eric Gordon, who kind of filled in the Devin Booker role, right? He was a second top scorer, but not as efficient. He was 6 of 15 from the field, 4 of 11 from downtown, 20 points, couple assists, one rebound. What did you see from Eric Gordon in this game?
3: Well, starting the game, when he started 0 for 2 for 3, I was like, oh, it's going to be a long night, right? He was already settling for his corner, uh, little corner threes. They're not in the corner. Where are they? They're just like the left side, right side, whatever you call it. But he's further away from the basket, like we all know. But him missing those big threes at the beginning of the game—I say they're big just because you kind of you kind of know who can help Booker tonight. And yes. that was always that was the thing going in. It's like who's going to step up? Van Arsdale does say um, Eric Gordon, and she's correct. It was Eric Gordon who had to step into in that role. So when he misses the first two, it's like, oh no! Like, is tonight going to be one of those nights where he's just off? When and he starting? looked off a little bit. He's a starter, yeah. He's a starter. He got twenty points. Definitely helped. I think with the help of Grayson Allen as well, but Eric Gordon was a key factor. Him getting to the lane, you know, he's not going to really make a play. He had a couple turnovers tonight, were just kind of uh, questionable, but it's fine, man. You don't really want him to set anything up. I think him playing the two guard was perfect, and he just, you know, he never really hesitates. And tonight, it didn't drive you crazy or anything like that. But anytime he's starting, like we always talk about, he always puts up the big numbers, and when we did sign the guy, we even said like he would be playing those crunch time minutes with the Suns, right. With Devin Booker, with Beale, with Kevin Durant and Nurkic. And, you know, he's still keeping us alive in these games, which is those big knockout threes leading into timeouts that, you know, the team has to adjust. And usually those threes are leading to like 18 point leads. And then that's pretty much a game. So that's what he was doing tonight. And I loved it, man. Of course I did. Why would I not love it? (laughs) <laughs>
2: because, <laughs> because you're like Jason L, and you're like, listen, why didn't Yudoka Azabuki play? He's is he a center. On the center. Still, he is our two way oh, guy. Okay. Be, uh, the answer to that is because we didn't need him because we won by 21 fucking points. That's hmm. why. Uh, but no, with Eric Gordon, you're right. The way that he can throw the knockout blows is huge, uh, and he's the guy who is so. As we said in this off season, one of my favorite signings because he has been he has the capacity to fill the two guard slot and he's due to injuries been a been forced to this season. And he's been executing and to, to know that you have somebody who has the ability to to score as much as he can. And in the different ways that he can, because he's not just a pure three point shooter. He attacks the cylinder. Uh, he can get to the line if needed, but he can hit those deep threes. Uh, he's just been absolutely huge for the Phoenix Suns thus far this season entered you know averaging 14 points a game he's shooting 38.3 percent from beyond the arc just a very uh a, a very great pickup for the phoenix suns and it's like it's players like him that are going to keep the suns afloat until we get that big three back in playing and i i was impressed with him and i was impressed with uh grayson allen as well tonight
0: hi barbie oh hi Allen. Oh. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit of God.
2: Grayson Allen's the same way, you know. He he's only averaging twelve points a game uh, on forty-seven percent from beyond the arc, but in this game, fourteen points from him, five of nine shooting, three assists, couple of rebounds, a block, and he too was attacking the cylinder and putting a, putting pressure on that interior force uh that we once knew as Bismack Biombo. so what do you see from Grayson Allen in this game
3: well I think it's more of the same from Grayson Allen like him just getting into the him a uh, little accent him. he him. getting into the uh the paint was something else and I, I think him always making the decision it's like when they're a little bit of a mini fast break but he always just makes the decision right at three point like hey I'm just gonna get to the rim right He's not really going to dish it off to the guy like a Kogi tonight in the second quarter where it's a fast break and a Kogi has a lane kind of, but he doesn't, he's not going to like kind of set him up. He's going to weave around the defense and get to the rim. Cause he can also finish. And we also trust him, right? It's like, if he's not going to make the pass, he's so physical and has like the little Euro step at times and just ways to get past these defenders, like Dwayne Wade in a way, It's just it's crazy nuts, and I don't think the defenders still expect it from Allen because that's the way it looks. It just looks like as soon as he hits the first defender, like oh this is all right. Oh, where did he go? Right, and he goes right past them, and he gets the bucket to help the Suns to a victory tonight. Um, But also just making something out of nothing. I think that's his biggest thing tonight was that where he would just you know late in the shot clock have the ball get to the rim, or else he would cut when Booker is just standing a double team. He would sneak behind and just cut to the rim wide open for a layup. so he's always just thinking on his feet quickly and that's why he's been so consistent this year getting 32 point2 minutes going to this game per per game that is insane I just think that's crazy He's having obviously a career year like a lot of these guys on the suns right now we still complain I still complain <laughs> a lot of these guy's career years
2: <laughs> we're we're fans and we can be critical. Uh, I agree with being critical of our team but I also like to be critical with some semblance of logic. So when you say Dwayne Wade, people might like eyes bulge in the back of their hands. Why did you say Dwayne Wade? The he moves he like moved. Dwayne Wade.
3: Oh, absolutely. He finishes dunks like Wade. She does on in the fast break, the way he goes up with two hands and stuff. It reminds me of Wade. It really does. And him just moving around defenders, man. Like he's just so quick with the next step. You can see that. And I, of course he's not Dwayne Wade, but if you want to say like, hey, like Booker looks Kobe-ish, you know, Grayson Allen might look a little bit Dwayne Wade-ish sometimes. And of so course, for those I'll of you who don't know, that. Uh,
2: Grayson Allen on Suns Media Day said that his favorite player growing up was Dwayne Wade. And that's who he tried to model his game after as much as he can. So if you see a little Dwayne Wade in his, in the way that he moves uh, attacking the, the basket, obviously Dwayne Wade had much more athletic skill than Grayson Allen, but it's the moves and it's the body control. And that's what I've been impressed with Grayson Allen thus far this season that I was not really aware of was his body control as he attacks the cylinder. As you mentioned, doing a Euro step, Euro step, you have to kind of slow motion yourself. So you allow the defenders to move around you to, so you can get to that good spot to lay the ball in. Grayson Allen does that very, very effectively. And it's something that we'll continue to monitor throughout the season its effectiveness but it's something that surprised me i definitely definitely uh did not expect that so uh new hope manny in the chat asks where can i get lissy's t-shirt i feel like when you wear that t-shirt a lot of people like that
3: yeah what, yeah what it was uh just sports or no it was um what's the one at chandler mall it's not just sports is it it might be yeah. just sports it's the one with the big fake bat out front you know it's just sports cool. okay cool yeah so if you want this shirt go to just sports two years ago and it might still be there. I don't know. So it's two years old. All my clothes are from two years ago. I haven't got a new son's outfit in maybe a year. So everything's outdated. So sorry guys.
2: It's, it's a Cyber Monday on Monday, Matthew. hit oh, that you can come up. to
3: my place and I'll give it get to some, you.
2: Get, get, get some new threads.
1: <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers... Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
2: Uh, this is the third consecutive game in which the Phoenix Suns have played a former member of the team from last year. The
0: Biz. The the Biz. The
2: Biz, oh Biz Mac Biombo is now playing in Memphis. And it was a reminder that Bismack Biombo is Bismack Biombo. That is to say, not a great offensive player, not relied on to be a great offensive player. Didn't really have much run on the defensive end in this game either, did he, Matthew?
3: No. Um, Nurk, taking it to him, the abuse from like almost a three-point line every time. He's just like, and I love that, that Nurk did that. Um, we'll talk about it in a little bit if you want, but the way that I'm Bismack right went this. in there, and I'm just like, defensively, I remembered somebody else on that team, right? Offensively, Him and Chris Paul look so good. Chris Paul made everyone look good. But tonight, you just don't notice him as much. And I think that the way Nurk abused him just shows, you know, he wasn't – he was just basically a last resort for the Memphis Grizzlies to grab somebody with Steven Adams gone. And uh, we did mention, too, like if there was a trade for um, Marcus Smart on the Grizzlies who's injured right now, if it would include like a Nurk and then we get the Bismack back and then have Eubank start, right? Scratch all that. Yes. Figure something else out, right?
2: Exactly. Well, that Thank was me.
3: You. That's what I wanted.
2: I know you and a lot six, of other Suns fans. Six sons and a half, half games into the season, we're sitting there like, we need Bismack Biombo back. I'm like, <laughs> why, dude? It's a one sided <laughs> well, player. If he's
3: in the if he's in the trade, we need that other backup center. You No, banks, right?
2: we don't. We don't. We don't. Let's we switch don't. it up, uh, John Tran in the chat. Biz, uh, he did Bismack things. Did he have blocks? Yeah, he had one. And you're hundred percent right. He got bullied by Yusuf Nurkic, and I appreciate
0: def, that. definition Make them boys go crazy.
2: Oh, the thing that I've really enjoyed about Yusuf Nurkic is his affinity and willingness to be a back-down center. We've seen in the past couple of games when we've gone against smaller centers uh, that he will just get the ball 18 feet from the court and just body you up, back down, back down, back down, laying over you. It's like, again, we haven't seen this in since what, like Rodney Rogers was on the team or something. Like there's, I, I like even <laughs> <laughs> like Amari yes. Stoudemire used to do it sometimes. He, he, I don't he, know. He, yeah. Yeah. Jake Sokolitis doing this out there, you know, fucking Pat Buck coming in. Uh, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it because it shows a level of physicality that this team needs. We talk about how great the scoring is on this team. You have Devin Booker, you have Kevin Durant, you got Eric Gordon and, and Grayson and Allen chucking threes with great efficiency on the outside. That's all finesse. You need a little physicality in there as well. And Nurk, although he only scored six points tonight, he grabbed 10 rebounds. He was only two of four from the field. His only two missed shots were two three-pointers that he's like, one was like as the clock, shot clock was expiring. He's like, well, fuck it. I got to take this thing. But he also had six assists tonight. And again, that's that fit that we talk about and we'll continue to talk about. Six points, 10 rebounds, six assists. I am a okay with that. He had two steals, he had two blocks in this game. He played physical against not only Bismack Biombo, but one of the most highly overrated players, in my opinion, in the league, Jaron Jackson Jr. And I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it.
3: Yeah, before the, uh, yeah, I always, I'm trying, yeah. To like, I'm trying to like, um, go behind you in ways where I'm just not like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, but Seriously. too late, I already did it. Well, so we're 530
2: continue. shows in. So I know see. I'm trying to
3: th- think of different ways and not to be like, yeah, so or I don't know. So right. anyways, uh two as well. Two as well. <laughs> um so Nurk just exploiting the Memphis Grizzlies in a really good way. It's it's fun to see that on your team where you know there's a weakness and they keep attacking it, only the six points, but that's fine. It's all right because Nurk's been the most consistent player so far this year, right? He's Played every game. We worried about his injuries. Bill Simmons is like, there's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? Well, he'll probably sit out some games maybe this year. He just looks so good. You don't worry about the injuries, man. He's not putting himself out there in ways where it's like, oh, if he falls on someone's foot, he's out. Like, there's reasons why he's not jumping, probably, right? They're not trying to go for the extra little oomph to get that extra rebound. But he's been consistent. He's playing with everybody. That's just all the lineups are just so random around him. And he's still making plays, waiting for that cutter but also he's just not turning the ball over as much either. You don't see those little stupid plays where he used to have them with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker at times. He's fit in very well now. And the way he just talks to Booker when they do the cut shots, the cut scenes of him on the bench between in timeouts when he's talking to Booker and they're just going back and forth, like really at it, like in, in a good way. It's not like they're yelling at each other. they're just like talking about whatever they're going to do. I love seeing that because we didn't have it with our last center. So just to see that and just to know that he knows like him and Booker can connect, and just, you know, mentally they're on the same page. That's fun to see. And I love it. You just trust him more and more to where he is kind of invincible at times. Like he just, he just isn't there, but it's not in a bad way, right? Where guys will disappear. He'll just be out there hustling, make a little tip place here or there, but nothing crazy, man. So for me, I just feel like nurk has been my favorite player right now this year. And I think I've said that about every player in all 16 games so far. So he's my new favorite player for the Suns.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's your favorite player, <laughs> too. Uh, no, I think, again, I, I echo everything that you say, because I think it's, I think it's yeah, it's spot on, uh, too, as well. Real quick, Shamil in the chat he says, I bet none of y'all know where Sri Lanka is, even. LOL. Always, anyways, love the show. Uh, Shamil, if you're watching from Sri Lanka, first, thank you. And second, yeah, I know where Sri Lanka is. It's south of India. It's an island off of India in the Indian Ocean geography it's like one of those random rain man things with me i'm really good at geography for some reason so thank you for joining us all the way from sri lanka and everybody who's watching live in the chat truly appreciate it wherever you are wherever you be the sun's jam sessions for you the sun's jam session is for me you like that
3: i do like that geography my nephew asked me oh is uh utah above us i'm like hmm yes ask (laughs) your mom (laughs)
2: Oh no. <laughs> Directly north of us <laughs> in Phoenix. Uh, what else do you have in your notes, Matthew? <laughs> it's 34 minutes in. I don't got much else. We're gonna yeah. be doing some childhood trauma tonight. I'll tell you that.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, I think we talked about Kogi. I think Kogi had a really good game tonight. Um, should know,
0: I dro- should I do his drop?
3: We can talk about him. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Josh Okogi in this game, uh, two of nine. Oh, we already, I already said his stats. So tell me what
3: you saw from Josh Okogi. Well, anytime he dunks over somebody, like <laughs> trying to take a charge, it's a good Okoge game, man. It's just the one or two plays he gives you. I'm telling you, once they're all fully healthy and they're all back playing, he's going to be the Okogi remember. But he's having these little spurts defensively that, you know, we're trusting him again, right? I think, right? He's had back-to-back-to-back games that are pretty decent, man. Yes. Um, and if we could just forget about the offense, it's fine. He already knows he's not even taking that many shots now. It's just like good ones better offensively. We know that. And that's why you would take him over Kogi, of course, right now. Just because offensively, he's matured in that way this season, this far along where he can be more trusted with the ball. Kogi's not going to be that guy. Um, But defensively, man, I think he just had an outstanding game tonight. I really did. Yeah, again, team, right?
2: Well, the, the frustrations that we've had with the Kogi at the front end of the season were with his offensive production and his defensive production. He wasn't giving you both, he was giving you neither. Now, although his offensive production hasn't risen, his defensive intensity has. And you see it on the court. He he's you know a little bit of that fuck shit up guy fraternity where he can sit there and he can he can be a game changer, and you're starting to see that a little bit more with him. And as long as you're getting that from him and you get some bonus offense, then it's a win and he'll continue to garner those minutes. And I think that he will garner those minutes because of the way that he attacks the game and attacks the opposition. So uh completely agree with that. Let's see. New Hope Manny in the chat. Okay, John, where is new hope? Uh, if you're referencing like new hope, Pennsylvania, it's North of Philadelphia, I believe it's over by, uh, New Jersey, I think. If that's what you're referencing, if it's like uh, New Hope is the, like uh, the Cape of New Hope, or well, that's Good Hope, hmm. that's South. Yeah, Coast I'm not Africa. I'm not sure, I
3: thought it was like a book. No, you should, Finding God Again. You should, you should be like just ask your mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> ask your mom. What? Uh, what else you got from your notes?
3: Uh let's see. So, um, I just thought as a whole, uh KBD along with the unit around these guys. I don't like to call them the bench unit or anything like that. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know who's starting, who's the bench, but just the role players. They obviously they've been just playing so good. I don't care who they played tonight. They've really been picking up on each other on the cues, um, passing, just moving the ball around. They've been doing a lot better. There's not a whole lot of standing around anymore. And they have just been consistently moving. Even if it's just Grayson Allen on one play or KBD cutting from the corner, like he does so well. Um, they understand now what to do in these situations where you don't have Kevin Durant and you just, might have to play a couple minutes without Booker and KD, but they held it up tonight against a shitty team. So, but it's fine. They, they look a lot better. That's a good
2: observation. Yes. The ball movement from the ancillary players has been excelling. And you're starting to see that, you know, quote unquote, chemistry. Cause you're right, Matthew. We're a quarter of the way through the, se- the season now. And a quarter of the way through the season, you should start to see the development of chemistry with, with the, especially the second teamers, because they've been healthy and they've been playing together. You know, it's been the top end guys, the guys who you're paying 30 plus million dollars a year who've been sitting out. Booker's missed seven games. Uh, this makes what? I think 13 missed games for Bradley Beal and the first missed game for Kevin Durant. So what? <laughs> That's just crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, it's fine though. You know, and we're 10 and six. So all so everything's okay. But I noticed it as well, on those, especially with those minutes with Booker being out. If you do, after everything's said and done, I think the final total for non Booker minutes was negative seven. That is the opposition outscored the Grizzlies outscored the suns by seven points in all non Booker minutes. That's not horrible. It's not great. It's not horrible. Uh, But at the same time, it shows you that there was some more fluidity and there has to be with those guys. There's no dominant ball handler uh, or, or ball force, if you will, with that second team unit. So they are moving the ball around, trying to get to the best possible shot. There still is kind of a need for a, a secondary point guard because when eric gordon was like running point when booker was out it was some ugly basketball that's primarily during that 14-2 run that they gave up in the middle of the the third i think it was a third quarter so uh matthew were you hanging out in memphis tonight I was yes the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout You got to be Elvis. You got to be the kid. You're not Elvis in this one. He's from fucking Memphis, dude. He's not listening to me. Matthew's still putting on his disguise. What are you doing? What are you
3: doing? Oh, Is dude. It, hold put, on.
2: Putting makeup on. Matthew. I was trying to
3: be Donald Parton for tonight because, <laughs> you know, Tony Romo had the biggest crush on me like yesterday, singing Thanksgiving Day for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know Matthew's a big. Uh, Tony Romo fan, so now I just wanted to come say hi to him. Well,
2: I'm trying to draw my
3: molon, on, but it doesn't work. Well, listen here, Dolly. <laughs>
2: Two things. One, this is the one podcast you should have done, Elvis, because
3: he's from fucking Memphis. Well, so, she, so is she, dude. She's from Tennessee as well. I had to look <laughs> it up, and she was born January 19th, one day after me, and she's uh, dying here. she's an Aquarius. So it makes her a little crazy. <laughs> So yesterday obviously for, for those of you who watched watched the fucking Cowboys game
2: at, at halftime you know Dolly Parton comes out and is singing and like during halftime like, I had taken my thanksgiving nap at that time and I'm like I'm laying back in the recliner I'm, I'm asleep yeah. I kind of snore myself awake and I snore myself awake and then boom there's Dolly <laughs> Dolly Parton on the screen I was like oh
0: shit <laughs> uh yeah
2: eddie in the chat is like <laughs> albert albert einstein <laughs> lissy is gold from blaze megatron
3: choking on my hair now
2: okay yeah uh, that, yeah it's t- a little
3: white i know it's an older dolly parton it's dolly um, it's dolly before she gets the uh um i just look like a scientist yeah i don't have a blonde wig i don't have the wig rotation that john has okay, okay right. dolly
2: well tell us what was happening on the subreddit for the memphis grizzlies
3: i say it uh i'll tell you what jaron is soft why didn't he contest for that layup fuck i actually thought that too <laughs> i was like i was like j there's some attempts at the rim by the suns where some of them were fast breaks but jjj just did not want any of it i'm like isn't he like defensive player of the year man he didn't even try
2: yeah jaron jackson looked like shit in this game i'm just gonna go out there and say it. i'm not the biggest jaron jackson guy but 29 minutes 5 of 13 from the field 13.7 rebounds two assists one steal and in typical jaron jackson fashion three turnovers five fouls
3: i just yeah, thought his offensive over
2: game was was mid there you go no cap I think,
3: yeah, I think he's trying too hard to really do other things for the team offensively and stuff. And the foul thing's always been a thing, but I think he's just putting too much on his shoulders with everybody out, and he's just not that guy, right? He's always been such a good power forward next to Stephen Adams, and everyone knows this. Some of this stuff. Well, that, all um, right, Doc.
2: What else? What's all happened?
3: right. So, uh, with how undermanned this team is, can't afford the number of dumb plays they make what plays they got to actually run plays and that was actually in the second (laughs) um second quarter where i just felt like they weren't running any plays and then after that was actually said they started running some plays and they cut the lead to like one um yeah someone said to wear lashes and lipstick but it's like dude like you know how much time that would take? And yeah, plus yeah. I do that in my spare time, but
2: it takes a while. <laughs> Yeah, it's a 15-second drop that gives us enough time to change like real. <laughs> I quick. can even
3: draw my mole on, dude. It's just red. <laughs> you uh, got a red mole, Dolly. Legitimately, shit is unwatchable. I've uh never had less fun watching the Grizzlies team before. Um Fizzdale was fired after a seven and twelve start with the, with the Grizzlies. Of course, we all know that, right? He was mm-hmm the Coach, uh, Derek Rose tonight. They actually put a picture of him holding the MVP trophy. A lot of Derek Rose love tonight. He was like their one little like plus they had tonight, which was, well, yeah, cute he played
2: 22 minutes. He was eight of nine from the field. He had 17 points. Uh, Derek Rose can still fill it up. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he's good, but but Suns fans, we don't need to go get him, okay? Like anytime the opposing team has a good performance by mm-hmm. somebody, like dude, he needs to be on the Suns. Not we're good without Derek Rose.
3: Yeah, but that's always been a thing with him. I think last year would have been okay, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Let Ropes fucking cook and stop having him and stand in the corner. And then uh, bow your heads for Grindfather Prayer. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is?
2: Grindfather?
3: Grindfather Prayer. Bow your heads for the Grindfather Prayer. That's
2: got to be a Memphis thing.
3: Mm, I don't know. It was interesting, but that's it. We'll say, 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 (laughs) say goodbye, Dolly. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: The sun's jam session subreddit stakeout. oh yeah, that was that was. Oh, welcome back, Matthew. Just missed Dolly Parton out here.
3: What? I'm her biggest, her biggest fan. I didn't even know she's sang till yesterday. Yeah, her, her, her <laughs> she full, was her, just in westerns wearing
2: her <laughs> westerns. This Dolly Parton ever been in. She was in like I, nine to five. It was
3: like all the women in the Westerns. So. <laughs>
2: She's her and her full body. shirt. Where are uh, mm-hmm. we're here. K- Kiko in the chat says we will miss Dolly. I'll miss her too. So <laughs> later. Oh, the what?
1: Jam star of the game.
2: Sirs, this is your chance to let everyone know who your jam star of the game is in this game. Again, a 21 point victory for your Phoenix Suns. Matthew, you go first. I think you you haven't been here for the past couple pods because you've been covering games. So. It's been two pods. Yeah, you missed the Golden State and uh oh no, you were yeah, we did the the Portland one.
3: Yeah, Portland we did it late. Pod. Okay. I was like, yeah. dude, I hope not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh yeah, let yeah. Let yeah. give it to Book. But I honestly I was gonna give it to Grayson Allen. I thought that even the first half, I'm like, Grayson Allen's play been tremendous. Um, He's been so consistent, but tonight I just thought like if we didn't have him, of course Eric Gordon, but Grayson Allen was just, I think, the reason at times in this game we could pull away. Booker totally finished it off in the fourth, but Allen just made sure that we stayed on top of the Grizzlies for the most part this game.
2: I agree. It's Devin Booker. It's 40 points. An efficient 40 points. Out there just looking like a badass. He's got the one sock up. He's wearing them book ones. He's just like an old school smooth motherfucker. Like it was a hundred percent, hundred percent Devin Booker. So, uh looking at what the chat has to say, Eddie, Yee, viewers dropping off now. Ever since Dolly left, the 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 viewers are like, I thought they at. dropped off as
3: soon as I went on. There was about eleven, eleven person difference. Plus minus <laughs> so minus. Can, minus can we at least get a oh, huh, Lissy? Not right now. I'll we'll save no? it.
2: Yeah, uh, Hamo it. gives, uh Suns Jam Star. Let's see D book from David Ray. No one else even came close. Um, Jam Star is BDB from Kiko book 40 from Fumar. Also uh, BDB from blaze Megatron BDB from G O D three bookers. <laughs> the obvious choice from John Tran metal. Mike gives it to book lazy Sasquatch. Doesn't watch basketball. Apparently gives it to bowl bowl for some reason <laughs> swinging low book from Sir Hamo. BD book from I I lost it. I'm sorry. Where to go? So many people. Yes, there you go. New Hope Manny, which I was right. It is in Pennsylvania. Uh, BD book. J.O. Good game tonight. Sun's Fever. D book. Um, Everyone's given to D book. That's the right. That's the right answer. Big, big booty booker. I like that. I like that. D book from Elmer uh bank shot book from mike i like that one mike adamo adamo who's yeah Suns geek yeah Suns geek was at the game he got to be there i sent him the link but he hasn't popped in um said so he spotted him a couple damn times what Suns damn you son's geek big daddy book from cl oracle you guys get the you guys get it it's a it, big dolly book <laughs> big dolly book <laughs> big, big uh, dolly. <laughs> bad bunny crying <laughs> um yeah it's devin it's devin armani booker i think it's No question Mm -hmm. on that one. Next game for the Phoenix Suns, a 4 p.m. game on Sunday. The New York Knicks, the hem to the MSG Madison Square Garden to take on the New York Knickerbockers from New York. Uh been (laughs) watching a bunch of New York Knickerbockers, Matthew?
3: No, a few times. I I well, I said no, but I have watched them a few times. (laughs) No, but yes. When I say no, the reason is because I watch those 10 minute like recaps and I feel like it's fun to watch, but it's always just like the greatest plays. You don't get to really break down the game, bring out the chalkboard and just, you know, draw plays and stuff like I normally like to do. Um, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that Julius Randle has been playing better. I know that for sure. Um, other than That's that, true. have you been watching them?
2: No, not at all. But I can tell you what I do know about this team. OK, a few things. One, uh, 16 Eastern Conference, eight and six, two. You take a look at their offensive rating, 7th in the league. I'm sorry, 11th in the league. Their defensive is 7th. They have a net rating of plus plus four point five, sixth in the league. So this is a good team. 3, this is a team that's going to beat you up on the boards. Okay, total rebounding, they're 2nd in the league. They're 2nd in offensive rebounding. Mitchell Robinson averages 11.6 rebounds. Julius Randle averages 10. So they have 2 rebounders above 10. So this could be... A tough game for the Suns because we know that the Suns have a hard time not uh, getting or allowing defensive rebounds. Right. A lot of offensive boards for their for their opposition. So that's going to be something to watch. Uh, Jason L does say Knicks have a good defense. And um, yes, Obi Toppin has taken off from Prescott Mark. He must have. He's playing in Indiana. I was gonna say uh, isn't, uh, he's a yeah, pacer. that seems fucking um, possible. <laughs> but but remember, last time we played the number one defense in the league, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we smoked them in Devin Booker's first game back. Granted, it was a second night of a back to back for them, so this could be a tough one. This could be a tough one. You know, they're led in scoring by Jalen Brunson, who gets twenty four point two points per game. He's also somebody who uh, knows how to navigate to the interior, yep. and get those range shots, likes mm-hmm. to shoot three ball. The entire team. Uh, shoots at the ninth best clip in the league at 37% from beyond the arc. And they take the 10th most threes that, you know, like the challenge with the Grizzlies tonight, is there a team that takes the fourth or fifth most threes in the league, but they make the 29th percent. Like they're one of the worst three point shooting teams. So you want them to shoot the threes. This is a team that's in the top third in both attempts and makes. So you have to be, you have to be cognizant of that. And the the perimeter defense from the suns can be suspect at that times. So, what are you looking for in this one? Can we win this one, Matthew?
3: Yeah, the Brunson thing is going to be a little pain in the butt. I can just see him being that in the paint. Like you said, like getting the fouls, drawing him at the rim. Um, that's going to be a big thing. Who's going to guard him? Who's going to actually kind of stop him? Um, I don't, the Knicks are good, but I don't really trust them to win close games. So the Suns can keep this one close. And if KD does play, I'm sure they can pull away and probably take this one. Um, but it's nice that, you know, KD might be back. And if he is, it'll be such big help. Obviously, Scoring wise, but also you have another scoring center too. I don't feel like Eubanks is going to be back for a while, so we're going to need his size for sure.
2: It's going to be interesting with Eubanks. Um, yeah, yeah. It, sound, it looked like he Sucks. jammed his ankle, and yeah, it does suck. It definitely does suck. And you know, with a team like Randall, uh, like the Knicks with Randall and Robinson mm-hmm. on the interior, if Nurkic gets into foul trouble and you have to play some small ball five, you better be shooting lights out. I know because you can you can beat this team. With our offense, I mean, we can beat any team with the offense. It's the nice thing about this Phoenix Suns team, even down Bradley Beal, even down Devin or Kevin Durant tonight. I mean, we still scored what 110. You know, mm-hmm. not great, but uh, but still, like it's it's a it's a well coached team. But you have to shoot the lights out if we get into foul trouble. So, what what's your final prediction? Suns win, Suns lose.
3: Yeah, Suns win again. I think the Suns win one eleven or one eleven. What'd you say?
2: You have not picked against the Suns this year. Just so you know.
3: Am I winning? I I've picked I against them
2: twice. No, you're not. Uh, we're tied. We're tied. Well, we both have three losses. We have different amounts of wins. I have one extra win because I was on an extra pod than you. But it's just the way it goes. In war, we're so. shat upon, though we died. It was <laughs> resistance. Lives on. Let's see here. What do we want to do? What are we we gonna do? do? Yeah, I just gotta find it. Here we go. Childhood trauma. All right, we're we're at the back end of the podcast here. So, a little childhood trauma time. It's the holidays. Always a traumatic time of year. Worst Thanksgiving ever, Matthew. Go. Worst Thanksgiving? I never had one. Really.
3: Yeah, I'm very fortunate.
2: You are. You should be thankful for that.
3: Is there one in... Do you have one? Because I I was going to say uh, we can do... um, Yeah, go ahead.
2: All right. What do you got? So I was probably about 16 years old, maybe 17, probably 16. And we used to go to my aunt's house up in North Phoenix, not actually too far from where I live now for Thanksgiving every year. And one year, my grandmother had like a new boyfriend. And... We sat down at the Thanksgiving table and like he was telling me what to do. (laughs) You know, like I don't remember what exactly he was telling me what to do, like, you know, how to sit or take my hat off at the table or something like that. Um, And, you know, you're 16, you're 17, you're snot-nosed kids. Your parents are recently divorced. You're just like, fuck the world, man. And I just remember getting so pissed. I was like, don't tell me what to do. You're not my grandfather. You're not my father. You're not related to me. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? And my grandmother started like crying. She's like, how can you talk to him that way? I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And I got in my car and I started like driving away and and my aunt and uncle's house is was on a big plot of land uh, up off of Deer Valley Road and like 7th Street. So if anyone knows that part of town, it's just a bunch of uh, uh, just wide open spaces and big dirt lots out there, especially back in like, you know, 1996, 7, 8, somewhere in there. And I... I I got my car and I started driving. Away. I was so pissed. I floored it and like my little my '88 Honda Accord hatchback like spun out. And like I went to a ditch and I like walked back to the house and be like awkward. Yeah, I was just like so. I, I, my car's in a ditch. Uncle Phil, can <laughs> you have me to get, get it out? And just dumb shit. The Uncle other Phil? yeah, my Uncle Phil, nice. uh, Uncle Uncle Phil and Aunt Amy. Um, and I. My other shittiest Thanksgiving was like when I, it was not childhood trauma, but when I stationed in Korea and I was a cook in the army and, you know, there's like 36 consecutive hours of prep work for the, uh, for the Thanksgiving dinner for the troops. Right. You know, I've literally fed an army in my life. I remember I went, I had a 15 gallon pot full of potato salad where I had to like, you know, cut all the ingredients by hand, all the potatoes, all the celery, everything. And when I was done with it, you, you get all the potatoes and you steam the potatoes. Once they're done, then you, you pour on all of the mixture to make the potato salad. And I like, I was done with it. And I was getting ready to pan it up. And my sergeant comes by and he picked out one of the potatoes and he squeezed it. And he's like, uh, that's not soft enough. You need to do it all over again. And I was just like,
0: No. Oh my God. And
2: then once everything was done and the meal was done, we had ice sculptures. It was first tank, Camp Casey, Korea. And the general comes through the dining facility. And all the cooks are standing there and our cook whites looking fresh and crisp. And he walks into the main dining area and he kind of you know, everyone's like, Tan Chun, they stand up and then he he looks up at the TV and he goes, well, that was some shit, wasn't it? And what he was referencing was the Malice in the Palace that just happened the night oh, prior. Uh, but we are like, Malice in the Palace live in, in Detroit was like 8 in the morning, Korea time. And we were serving lunch at like 11. He's like, that was some shit, wasn't it? And he just like walked on by and we're like, wow, that's, that's it? <laughs> That's all you got to say. <laughs> that's all you got to say. That performance. Thirty-six. 30, kitchen. Yeah, 36 fucking hours of prep. He's like, that's some shit. So there you <laughs> go. Those are my two things. Uh, Lazy, sad, Squash. John is a rebel without a cause. Oh, I was just like an a ang- uh, teen angst, you know
3: dude that that's that's some instant karma i guess right did the other did the guy croak soon after that after you said you hated him and go
2: probably i don't know i didn't care he wasn't my oh yeah you didn't care fuck
3: that guy i miss having like uh, our family used to be bigger and we used to have huge thanksgivings where it'd be like all day and just really relaxed and stuff nowadays it's just like you eat you only have like two or three hours hurry up clean up all this shit and then like get back home like i just like to sit there and like be relaxed you know it's always yeah. like my mom's like Matthew, get in here and help me you know yeah, you're like eating God the food. Her, but your,
2: your mom's like cleaning the plate yeah. as you're eating it.
3: I'm like, mom, I'm 34 now. I can do what I want, right? No, she gets the finger over there. She's like, oh yeah. I'm
2: like, all right. What uh, What was the other childhood trauma subject? You were going to say.
3: I was going to do this was stupid. Worst Christmas present. But let's save that for Christmas time, huh? Yeah, that's just coming up around the corner. <laughs>
2: So it's probably a good time to do I that. I thought it was
3: Christmas. It just feels like Christmas no. right now. So. No, not at all. It barely felt like Thanksgiving. How'd you spend your Thanksgiving, Matthew? Oh, I went over to um my uh my brother's house mm-hmm. in Maricopa. We played some uh croquet in the backyard it was a lot badminton, of fun. badminton, badminton. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fun. I went to the same house and I'm so I tired didn't the food. <laughs> I didn't play badminton. Uh I uh I I sat on the recliner chair and fell asleep and then I saw yeah. Dolly Parton startled me awake. And then today I got up and I uh, took apart two cabinets in my garage and wow. three cabinets actually. And one of them hit me right in the nuts.
1: Right yeah. The,
2: oh man, I Instant got a karma. Uh, <laughs> just a good, just a good <laughs> nut shot. My wife walks out right when it happens. She's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, right in the satchel. She starts laughing. She's like, I never heard it called a satchel before. So that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Metal satchel. Mike. Lissy has a brother. Yes. Lissy. Does yeah, an older brother. brother. Older More brother. responsible. Has five kids. Yeah. So we always go out to his house out all the way out in Maricopa, which is like a long, long drive. Uh, it gets
3: me in a nookie, too, man. Or it gives me a nookie in a headlock. Yeah. And it
2: hurts because it's like an Indian burn now because mm-hmm. you don't have hair on the Because I'm bald your head. now.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it
2: sucks. Uh, but yeah. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, a, a safe one. Matthew's brother did fry the turkey. And
3: I thought that was delicious. It was I'm good. Nice and tender, right?
2: Yeah. Juicy.
3: Yeah. Juicy. Uh,
2: what was your favorite dish?
3: I don't know. I didn't have one. I thought they see, all kind of blended together. They were good. Just see, nothing that, stood out. That green nothing bean casserole
2: that. that Stephanie made was fucking amazing.
3: Great, that's good. Yeah. She I added guess. bacon to it. Mm.
2: If you guys want to win with that green bean casserole, we all know it's got that crunch on top because the onions.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Matthew's sister added bacon to it. And it just like it added <laughs> a bacon saltiness. But, <laughs> but it added like a saltiness to it that was just <laughs> chef's.
3: Yeah, chef's her stuff. Chef's her chef's pies chef's too, she made she made a chocolate one. She's like, Oh, it's too sweet, but it was probably my favorite one, the Oreo one. Really yeah
2: cool. it was really good she, she said it like with disappointment she's like oh it's just an italian blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like whoa <laughs> i was like you said it so sad that was delicious it was awesome yeah. i still have diabetes from that so <laughs> well we uh, thank you everybody who joined suns win six in a row fantastic we'll be joining you on sunday after the phoenix suns play the new york knicks hopefully it will result in another win for your phoenix suns but until then subscribe rate review follow the show if you listen to the podcast hit apple I think like 58% of our listeners are on Apple podcasts. And my guess is if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, odds are saying you probably haven't rated it yet. So go just click five stars, write a little review. We'll read it right here on the pod. Talk about your worst Thanksgiving or your best Thanksgiving, your worst Christmas gift, your best Christmas gift, but whatever you do, Matthew, tell them what to do. Go home. Love your Family. (laughs)